it hits different. Uh, every night I kick it and I rip it. Tell digital to come through and clip it. 877-337-6626s. It's the fan in New York for the fans of the sports. On the field, on the diamond, on the ice, and the court. I got another one off. See, I told you I had a couple more bars, like, in the clip. Yeah, yeah. KM to AM. On the fan, this is my final hour. If I had to do another five hours, I could. Honestly, could. Let me see. My granny pay. Oh, yeah. The beat, the beat, uh, the beat dipped off. The beat dipped off. I'll do it on the next one. I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my bars. I'm like, I got another, I got another one in the clip. My grandma came up from Jacksonville today, and I wanted to go see her, but it's like traffic. And she was at my uncle's house out in like Plainfield. I'm like, it's tough, you know. Your grandma has like a soft spot in your heart. Most, like most people, if you, you know, grew up around your grandmother. My mom's mother passed when I was 18, but my my dad's mother like took care of me in the summer, me and my sister, when we were really young. And I needed that, that culture shock that I got going down to the hood in Jacksonville, Florida, coming out of, you know, the Jersey Shore area and then spending summers down there was a different world. And uh, my grandmother was everything. Uh, I wouldn't be the person that I am without her making us go to church four days a week <laughs> and her literally buying me my first Bible and making me read the Bible and, uh, you know, learn the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm and get it, get up in front of a church full of people. And, you know, that was like my first real, like, public speaking. And, you know, I remember being in Sunday school when I was eight and all the kids were baptized and I wasn't. And I had to learn about it because I was like, why am I not baptized? I'd like to be baptized. And I got baptized down there when I was eight. And honestly, like, my mom, we never went to church. I don't think I've ever physically been in a church with my mom outside of like a wedding. Um, but yeah, my grandmother gets the credit for putting God in my life. And without God in my life, I would not have that foundation and that belief and that strength in my life. So Grandma Edie, if you're listening, I told you to tune in somewhere. Shout out to you. I was about to get some bars off that I wrote for you, but uh, maybe I'll do it on the next break. Still looking for my Casamigos big shot of the night. I think I got it just based off of the uh, score in this game and the stats and you know it's fun i appreciate everybody calling let's get back to the phones let's finish the night strong whatever you guys want to talk about 877-337-6666 let's go to john in stratford connecticut keith how you doing good man just having fun with it trying to entertain trying to you know make some people's friday night a little better you're great man listen uh, i i love your passion uh you're so personal i love your sharing your personal life stuff and uh, I, I can really relate. I'm a 52-year Cowboy fan, uh, a Ooh. Devil fan, and a Yankee fan. So I oh, love nice. So we line, yeah, we line up pretty well. We were yeah, the same yeah. Team. So, uh, you know, I lived through the Staubach years, the Troy Aikman, Michael Emmett years. And uh, in 97, I went down to Dallas, to a Dallas Cowboy travel, and spent a weekend there, down there. And you'd meet players and coaches. you Tour the practice facility. I got to stand on the the old field and look up at the Ring of Honor. Stand in front of Troy Aikman's locker. Uh, I met Charles Haley and Bill Bates. It was awesome. It great. was just great. Great experience. And, Those were the glory days. I don't know when we're I actually going to get back to the Super Bowl 
runs and probably never. Right? Do you think Jerry Jones, uh, he regrets saying anybody could win with this team? Uh, when, yeah. Uh, Jim I think, Johnson yeah, I think Jerry's getting to the age where he, he's looking back and he's going to regret a lot. And, yeah, he's made a ton of money, but, like, not being able to get to the top of the mountain. Like, he's 81 years old today. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're not winning with I, him. They're, like, until he decides he wants to not be on the radio in, in Dallas on 105.3 The Fan, until he decides that he doesn't want to do interviews after, like, fall back and let some people run the organization. It's okay to let go. Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate your analysis as a quarterback who played in college and, you know, Dak, I, you know, we were talking about that injury he had to his ankle. And so he can't run the way he used to. It makes sense that the, you know, defenses are keying in on him now differently. And he just, he just, uh, he's not the, you know, he never not... was a pocket passer. He, that, yeah, that wasn't yeah. the guy he was when he was getting yeah. Heisman votes coming out of Mississippi State. That wasn't yeah. the guy he was when he first came into the league. He was a big, strong guy that when th- plays broke down, he could go run and get the first down, stiff arm a guy, uh, run through some contact. With the injuries he had, he is not that guy anymore. He's not fast anymore. He's not making anybody miss anymore. So now he is just strictly a pocket passer. And they're trying yeah. to simplify the offense for him. And you can just you can see when they go up against a team like the 49ers, that 49ers defense is not fooled by anything. And they didn't give give him too much. He gave them the ball so many times. It was it was sad. It was like, man, he reverted back to 2022 Dak. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, it's tough to watch. And I was looking at the schedule today, and I, I'm thinking, okay, if they win all the games that they're supposed to, they'll be 12-5. and five, you know. But you know they always drop a game that just, you know. Yep, they, they already did that. They had their clunker, yeah. a, a game where yep. they were double-digit favorites against the Cardinals. They'll probably do it again. And, okay, yep. if they go 12-5, and 12-5, a third year 12-5, and five, you know, Micah yep. Parsons uh, does uh, live streams on the Bleacher Report app. Funny, I do the same thing. But, you know, Micah Parsons has way more views. And he's telling people, oh, I took that personal. We took that personal that George Kittle had the F Dallas shirt. You know, we got something for that if we see them again. And, and I'm like, don't you don't want to see the 49ers again. And Debo Samuel came out and said, 42 to 10, it might be a little worse. You you don't want to w- be careful what you wish for. You don't want to see us in the playoffs. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, I'll tell you. But, you know, I mean, I just, uh, there's something about seeing that star and seeing the team, and I still I still love watching them no matter what. I've got I've seen all their Super Bowls, and, and uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know if you, you saw the Steeler-Cowboys Super Bowls, but, like, when Jackie Smith dropped that pass in the end zone when, this, you know, they were coming back against the Steelers in 79, I was dying. I, I lived through all that. You know, and then you know, the end I've of seen the-, the NFL films version, and and you know I've seen the clips and stuff. The, my Super Bowls, the where they when they beat the Bills, yeah. uh, and when they beat the Steelers with Neil O'Donnell and Bam Moore. Like I was such a little kid just getting into yeah. football. How could you not be a Dallas Cowboys fan? Oh, I know. Yeah, it was it was a great time. You know, it really was. Uh, how far back do you go with the Devils? You saw? Did you see all the cups? Do you go back to Scott Stevens? So I, I had a and- Scott Stevens. I, I met him. Uh, now I met Danico. So I've always had a, a, a eye on them. Obviously, you know they won in ninety five, two thousand, two thousand and three. And you yep. know my whole story with the Devils is that when I came to the fan, I read a comment from somebody that just you know hating on me, like all of us get hated on just because we have this job. We get to talk on the fan and be hosts. So somebody heard me say that I didn't really watch hockey. That like. You know, these are the teams that I root for. These are the sports that I think I'm knowledgeable in that I can talk to you about. But, like, I got to brush up on, on hockey, and I got to pick a team. So I kind of made a game out of it, and I said, on National Signing Day, I'm going to pick a team. And right now, I'm a free agent. Any one of these teams can come bring me in. 
uh, you know, host me, take me to a game type of thing. And the first ones that jumped on that and only ones were the Devils. So this is my third season, um, my third season, third hockey season on the fan and my third season being a Devils fan. And it just it's crazy that last year they got really good and they stacked the deck again and they're good again. And yeah, so really like being locked in and knowing the players and following the last three years. But in the years before that, I, I didn't have any hockey team. I wasn't watching hockey like that. They may be the only team we have, Keith. I mean, between our four teams, you know. Uh, it, it looked like uh, it last night, opening night. I wish I, I could have went tonight. It was packed out there. I'm like, oh, the Devils are all the way back. These these yeah. fans believe the team looked good. And, yeah, that's yeah. why I was going back and forth because I was listening to Salicata the other day say, oh, the Devils don't count. Uh, the Devils do count. There's literally a picture of Marty Brodeur on, like, on the door when you walk in here. There's a wall of, like, great. He's out there. And there's a bunch of people listening that live in New Jersey that root for the Devils. There are New Yorkers that I know. My boy Dan is a New Yorker. He's a, a Devils fan. Like it, it, They're right there. Newark is 30 minutes away. Scott Stevens is my favorite player of all time. That team with Niedermeyer and Bobby you know, Holik and, uh, and Kenny Danico, and that was a great team. I love watching them. Uh, but uh, it's good to see him coming back, you know. It is. But, hey, uh, hey, that's why I always say, stay down till you come up as a fan. I feel like Devils fans, they had some thin years for almost like a decade, and now it, it feels good to see the rock lit up and the team is good and there's hype. And last last night, the national ESPN presence there, it, it, it's a good time. Thank you for the call, John. Just moving the line along, watching this uh, Colorado game. Casamigos, big shot of the night coming up. Let's go to Dom, the Cove. Dom, you're on every night, on the fan every day. Yeah, Keith, because I appreciate you because you're real. Thanks. You're a new hockey fan, and I love it, you know, because most men of color aren't opened up to hockey. I live in I'm New aware. Haven. It's a small small city in between New York and Boston. Quinnipiac is 10 minutes away from me. They won the NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. I got lost for a little while, and I found myself. I go back to a rank where I started, where it's an entry level. If you're poor, I had a single mother. Were three jobs. I was one of the ones who got raised by a grandparent. There's two sides. Some people have good parents, and some people have grandparents that raised them. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to university. I went to the school of the hard knocks. You know, but luckily, I had people, mentors, coaches that helped me and were there for me. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy because these kids, to make a long story short, there was law students who got a $150,000 grant to introduce kids from the inner city to hockey. So I'm like, all right, I'm looking around. I don't see any kids of color. I'm like, so how are you finding these kids? Uh, uh, uh. You know what I did this year? I printed a thousand flyers, went to every school in the inner city and showed them the opportunity. I'm going to flood it. This year, I'm going to flood that rank with kids that want to learn hockey, who have no clue about hockey and don't have the opportunity because they don't take the advantage that they have. The last caller, two callers, oh, he's looking for resources. You're in college. You should find the resources and look out for other people who don't have resources. Too many people talk and don't do anything about it. If you have extra time, be a coach, mentor, give back. Good call, Dom, and thanks for reminding me to talk about the resources and people that want to get into this. Um, I don't know if Jack Stern is here. Uh, He was here earlier, and it's funny because Jack Stern reached out to me earlier this week, and he sent me a message. Jack Stern works with us here doing board op stuff, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, and he reached out to me this week on Instagram, 
and just wanted to pick my brain about the podcast game, audio, video, how I, you know, make my content, made my content, built so many, you know, uh, built a following and just built like so much content over the years that's available to, like you can find on the internet of me. And uh, I gave him 30 minutes today. We scheduled a Zoom call, 1.30 to 2. And I started breaking down everything with Jack. Jack, if you're listening, call in. You know, I just gave him the real. I'm like, bro, when I quit my job at Rock Nation, I, the first thing I did was find all of my sports memorabilia that I had been collecting and like put it on a wall on some shelves and made like a backdrop, a set. And then I went and got a microphone and then I got a light, a key light, a, a, you know, one of these ring lights. And then you get some soundproofing and then you build a home studio. And then, you know, I learned how to video edit. I got a new camera. I got a high quality camera, high quality microphone. I, you know, started to engineer my own stuff. I was unemployed for a while and I had the time to do it. But like, that's the thing. That's the difference. There's so many people that say they want to do it. There's so many people that think that they could be good at it. Like, I wanted to do it. I thought I could be be good at it, and I, I didn't waste a day. And it's funny because, you know, I was telling Jack today, I was like, there were times I was going live for four people. You know, now I'm, I'm live on the fan, and it reaches 400,000 people. Like, uh, like you, but you, you get reps. You don't think of it like that. And so many people quit. They're like, oh, I started this podcast. It only gets 30 downloads per show. Okay, do it for two years. And Sharpen your sword and work on your craft and get the reps when no one's watching. And then maybe when you get the opportunity, you're a lot better than you would have been. So uh, for kids listening and, you know, there's shout out to Ben, whose podcast I did this week, 14 year old kid. I, I just, you know, I give people time that support me. I give people time that reach out and tell me that, like, I mean something to them, that I inspire them, that they love my show. They listen to me and like I'm a regular dude, man. And I know it was a combination of prayer and luck and hard work and. Uh, you know, all these different things for me even to get my chance. But we are in a time where it is, not, I don't want to say easier, but it, it is so accessible, right? For you to be able to just go on your phone and start a podcast with uh, the Anchor app, or for you to start making skits with the camera in your iPhone and post them to Instagram and Twitter to be seen. We are in a time where everyone is seen. Everyone can be found. There are no gatekeepers it isn't the type of thing where it's like, oh, I want to be famous, but I got to, I got to, you know, get a contract or I got to go to an audition or I got to make American Idol or whatever. The social media impact, the power of the Internet, if you're dope, if you're talented, if you're hardworking and you put in the time, you can win. It, but you're going to quit on yourself or you're going to listen to other people. Defeat your own ego. That's that's the best advice I could give you listening, anyone listening. Right, defeat your own ego, defeat your own thoughts of yourself. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I don't like my own voice. Oh, you know, I don't really know anything about it. Learn. Like, don't be embarrassed. Don't be so worried about what someone else thinks about you. So what? So what if someone roasts you? Like every single day, I see someone on Twitter, Instagram, somewhere write something. I get, I catch strays that aren't even at Keith McPherson, aren't even tagging me. I see someone write something about me. It empowers me. You know why? Because when I was broke, when I was unemployed and I wasn't doing anything, nobody was talking about me. So I'd rather be talked about than not thought about. Roscoe out in Brooklyn on the fan. Roscoe, welcome back, brother. Mr. Keith. <clears throat> Listen, man. Some of you, some of them cowboys. I, I, How I, I, about I, them cowboys? I, I want I want, I want, to kind of like just figure it out. Like, is it that you guys, when you guys play against good teams, you guys just don't show up? 
Yeah, I, I, I equated I them. I equated them to the the bully that gets bullied, right? There's the there's the bully that always picks on little kids. There's the bully that always picks on people that he knows he could beat. But then when he actually gets around the tough guys and they see him treating somebody like that, they're like, oh, hold on, no, no, this is where the bully gets bullied. Like you're not actually like that. The Cowboys consistently show you they're not like that. Like when they run it, the 49ers have owned them. Like they can't play with them. And then you know what? There are times when a team like the Cardinals steps up, you know, the little guy and punches the bully in the mouth. And now the bully wasn't expecting that and the bully doesn't know what to do. So that is the Dallas Cowboys for you. I'm just saying, when y'all was 2-0, and you was on that horse, like, yeah, oh, yeah. And you, you, you was good. You was, you was talking to good. 2-0. You, you should celebrate 2-0 in any, I, in any that, sport, that, any fashion, any form. 2-0 and is great. It don't matter who you play. I'm a big, I'm a big Blue fan supporter. You was, you, was, you was killing us, boy. Yo, y'all got y'all. Y'all got blown out. Y'all got blown out. 40%. Roscoe. You're about to lose a ton of more games. I get all that. I get all that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. And when and if we do the Cowboys Giants thing, come on now, bro. Go look. Go just search the record, okay, right? I, I've gone. I've gone to MetLife Stadium. I haven't seen the Cowboys lose in MetLife Stadium. I don't ever. I've never seen the Cowboys lose in MetLife Stadium. The Cowboys own the Giants. It don't matter if Odell Beckham Jr. is out there. It don't matter if Eli is out there. It don't matter if it's Daniel Jones, Saquon. We got like 17 games lost against you. How many times y'all lost against San Fran in the past? Well, see, now you're moving the goalposts. You just made it a, oh, you said. I'm just saying. Hey, when when they beat us week one, Keith, you you were saying, yeah, Cowboys versus Giants is not a contest. But that's because the Giants are a little broke to the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants aren't on the Cowboys level. They get sweeped every year. Granted, swept, sweep. But you guys go twelve and five. You, you, you. Well, you don't win the division every year, but you're up there for the division. And then when you get to the playoffs, it's like Prescott doesn't like he doesn't seem to fail you guys, man. Like, like he does fail us. They they all fail. The coaches fail. The defense fails. They I'm they get saying, too many penalties. They're they're not what you thought they were. They're pretenders, not contenders. I'm aware. I've been doing this for a long time. Get it, but when you when you have a good game against the Giants, don't just, just don't, week don't one. Face. Week one. Thanks for the call, Roscoe. Week one. You go one and zero. Celebrate it. If you beat an NFL team, any of the NFL teams, forty to nothing, and you return a kick, you return a pick, you shut them out, goose egg in their stadium. Celebrate it. We don't get that many of those. <laughs> I don't care if that was against. The Giants, the Jets, the Cardinals, the Broncos, like, you celebrate it. So, in hindsight, right, should, should I have been more humble about an opening? No. That was a good time. That was the best NFL game I ever saw live. And I've seen the Cowboys lose to the Atlanta Falcons in Jerry World. Like, I've seen the Cowboys blow it. I've seen the Cowboys in Soldier Field. I've seen the Cowboys in a bunch of different places. 40 nothing. That game was the best game I've seen. But did I get on the fan and say, this is our year, Super Bowl year? Hell no. I said, wait and see. The 49ers are on the schedule this year. They haven't faced the Eagles yet. We know who the top teams are in the NFC. And no one is considering Dallas Cowboys uh, as one of them. 877-337-6666. Casamigos, big shot of the night coming up right after this. Welcome. 
Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is going out to the quarterback of the team winning 22-0 with 4.44 left in the second quarter. Shador Sanders, he's 11 for 14 with 159 yards and three touchdowns already. Might be a 5-6 touchdown night for him. They're rolling Stanford. Stanford's 1-4, 0-3 in the conference. So, prime time, prime son Shador Sanders. It's funny, I went to him, and before I was looking at tankathon.com for the 2024 NFL mock draft, Dion already said he's not coming out, but Tankathon has him going number 15 overall to the Los Angeles Rams. He's not. He's not leaving. His dad's not going to let him leave school. He's going to get another year to get polished. And uh, he doesn't want to be 15 overall. He wants to be like a top five quarterback taken. He's pretty good, man. I've been watching Shador now since high school. And it's kind of crazy what they've done in Boulder, Colorado. And you'd be crazy to think that they're not going to just improve next year. Shador will come back. And um, they're going to recruit. And there's a bunch of kids that want to go play for Deion Sanders. You know, degrees of separation again. When I went to the 2021 All-Star game out in Denver, I had just gotten married July 10th or just had my wedding, which it wasn't a wedding. We called it McFestival. And uh, we had food trucks and I DJed. We had beer pong and uh, we played bags and, you know, it was an outside thing. And it was, you know, we were coming out of COVID. So it was like, I don't know. I kind of want to redo it. I want to do it again. I want to have McFestival part, part two and do it bigger. But my uh, my wife, she's a sweetheart. She's always believing me. She's always like, you know, she's down with what I say. She she knows I'm not going to steer the wrong way. So we didn't go on our honeymoon the day after our, you know, wedding celebration. We got on a plane uh, and we went to Colorado for the All-Star game. I was like, yo, the All-Star game is a baseball festival. Let's go from McFestival to the baseball festival. And I've been to the last three All-Star games in a row. But when I went out there to Denver... You know, we did all the baseball festivities, the, um, you know, home run derby, the all-star game. And then I told her we would, you know, go exploring and uh, drive out and to the mountains of Colorado and go see, um, I think it was like Golden, Colorado. And uh, we found ourselves in Boulder in 2021, July 2021, way before Dion or anybody even thought Dion was coming over there. I think that might have been his first year at Jackson State in Mississippi. And... Um, you know, we went to eat and hang out around there, and I just was set on. I was like, I have to go see that football field. I have to sneak onto campus and get up to the football field, and I did. And uh, I was able to get pretty close. Um, I definitely saw some cameras and stuff, so I just snuck up and put my arm through and took some pictures of the football field. And now that is the home of Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, and that's another touchdown. That's not going to be a passing touchdown. It's on a reverse. Jared Weaver scores, and they are rolling them. It's about to be 29-0. Colorado. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking your calls. I got 20 minutes left. Left. Let's uh, get back into it. But, yeah, if, you know, I feel like I I didn't answer another question. I, I answered the question about, you know, what you know kids should be doing now. Like, man, it's you, know, you could skip college now. They, they, these kids are making $100,000 a year just streaming on Twitch, playing video games. There's there's million-dollar kids that are gamers. There are kids with these influencer deals on TikTok because marketing now has shifted. They know where all the eyes and ears and attention goes. It goes to these apps. It goes to the phone. So 
like for you young kids, don't like I don't understand how you you couldn't be so excited to like be whoever you want to be. Start. You know, I I'm I'm talking to so many young kids and I and I ask, what, what how old are you? What what like how old are you? What like what grade are you in or what are you doing? And I'm like, you have so much time. And everything is coming to the palm of your hand. It's not so hard as it was for other people that might have had a dream and said, you know, it's just so far out of reach. I'd have to go to school. I'd have to do this. I'd have to pay for things. Like, as long as you have a phone, internet access, man, these phones, I'm waiting on my new iPhone to get delivered. They're powerful. And if you're dope, people will find you. And there's money to be made out there and influencer marketing and podcasting. and Just work on it and, and don't be afraid. Stop worrying about, like, we're in this social media era where everybody's so fake and everybody wants to impress people and put on appearances. But then on the converse, they're afraid to actually be themselves because they don't want to be judged or they don't want to look lesser than the next person. Like, forget all that, man. If you young guys are out there and you want to be on WFAN, you know the best way to start working towards that? Start interviewing people. Start talking about your favorite sports. Start doing your own mock shows. Do your own one-hour show talking about the Yankees, talking about the Mets, talking about the Jets, the Giants. If nobody's watching, so what? You're getting the reps. You're getting the practice. You don't know where it could lead. You don't know who's going to see it. You don't know when WFAN is going to be like, all right, Keith McPherson's out. We need the next Keith McPherson. And they see your YouTube channel. And there you go. You get an audition like I did uh, the summer of 2021, and you're really green, and you don't even know what you're walking into. Next thing you know, two years go by. You learn how to you know, do the thing a little bit. You learn how to host the show. You learn how you want to sound, and you get a little confidence, and then you're a New York City radio host. I know it sounds simple, but it's, it seriously is. It's, it's not that complicated. We make it more complicated than it needs to be. Let's go to Chris in Bergen County. What's up, Chris? You're on the fan. Yo, what's going on, Nate? How are you doing tonight? Hanging in there, man. Uh, you know, got some football on the screen, just looking for different things and uh, taking calls, man. Happy to do it. Yeah, you know, before I get to my point, it's crazy that you just brought that all up about Twitch and everything else, okay? When I got twin boys, they're they're grown now, but what when age? they were in high school, when they were in high school, okay, where they were sophomores, mm-hmm. they played Call of Duty. My one son, like eighteen hour days, okay. I finally put a kibosh to it. Said that day, about three years ago, he goes, "Dad, come here, check this out." He goes, "You know who these kids are?" I'm like, "No, who? What? What are you talking about?" He goes, "That's the team I used to play on. These kids are all millionaires now, playing Call of Duty." crazy insane but that's, that's tough whatever not a guarantee that yeah. he would have made it with them uh there's a lot of politics no, and different things that go on with that stuff too but yeah he no, doesn't absolutely. hold a grudge but, against you like you, you 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 made me put the the sticks down and i lost my spot on the team yep bruh <laughs> like listen listen he's he, he, he looks at me he goes dad he goes you know what he goes you're right though he goes it, it was affecting me he goes you know but you know, listen, he's successful now. He's you yeah. know he shoots uh, tons of there's, sports there's video and all kinds of stuff now. So it's awesome. But I want your opinion on: Do you think that people? I know, like last night we were talking, and uh, how people consume sports today. Okay, we were talking about how nobody's really a die-hard fan anymore, and it's more, um, you know, I'm a fan of this one, or I'm a fan of this player or that player and it's everybody you know nobody sits down and watches a game just 
let's just say the giant game and, you know, just roots for the giants because, Oh, everybody's got a fantasy team. Everybody's got another player. Everybody's got a same game parlay. I want, I want this guy to score. Exactly. Exactly. So it almost, it almost feels like the, the days of that's my team are gone. I think with the younger kids. Yes. Uh, But like for me, like I'm rooting for the Yankees, no matter who they put on the field. Even if they make oh, us yeah, watch no, Josh absolutely. Donaldson and Aaron Hicks, I'm rooting for those guys, too. I don't want those guys to fail. Uh, I'm a Cowboys oh, fan. Yeah. Even though I know that ultimately they're not going to win anything on Sundays, I put my clown suit on with the Dallas Stars and my Michael yep. Parsons jersey and all that. Like, it just is what it is. But, see, that's rooted in me doing that as a kid in the 90s. And um, as a grown man, right. the same as I well, was. And, right. And, and today, you know, and in today's world, we, you know, social media and everything else, we don't get that. And – you know, it almost feels like you're losing, you know, part of it. You know, no, it's evolution. It's just things evolving and changing. You don't have to be a diehard fan. And now, man, these kids switch yeah. up. And and they allow it. Oh, like, when I was young, you no, you can't switch. You're not allowed. Hey, yeah. didn't we see you show up with a, a Giants jacket? Now you're a Packers fan? Yep. Nah, you're, yep. no. Go back home and get that Giants jacket. We already have labeled you as a Giants fan. Just because Brett Favre won the Super Bowl, you can't now switch up. Like, no, people would hold you to it when I was young. When I was younger, you once you got labeled as a fan or something, that's what you were, and that was part of your identity and your personality, and you didn't get to switch. You're going down with the sinking ship. And when they when they suck and they lose, we can't wait to throw that into your face. And nine times out of ten, you really didn't even have a choice on who you wanted because it was whatever your parents were. It was inherited. Yeah. A lot of a lot exactly. of kids just were born into it. That's why, you know, these Mets fans, Jets fans, even Giants fans, like there's some misery and there's definitely some kids looking at their parents like, you did this to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, believe me. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I got to be careful. Well, Thanks for the call, Chris. I got to be careful with my son. I'm not I'm not forcing anything on him. The Yankee stuff, it just makes sense. You know, it makes perfect sense. There's no other team you should root for, you know. We're Yankee fans. It is what it is. Your mother's a Yankee fan. Even, even if... Even if I if you take me out of it, your mom was a Yankee fan when I met her. Her dad's a Yankee fan, so you're a Yankee fan. Football wise, you know my mom was like, "Did you put Jackson in any Cowboys gear for Sunday?" I said, "Hell no, I'm not putting that evil on him." She's like, "What do you mean? He'll look cute. Take some pictures." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. He's not a Dallas fan. Mm-mm. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's it. That should tell you all you need to know about my Dallas Cowboys fandom. I am a Cowboys fan because I chose them when I was four or five years old." But I'm not putting my six-month-old in a Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboys jersey. When he's five, I have a whole plan of like a YouTube series where I say, come on, Jack, what football team you like? You want to go to the Jets game? I'll show you the whole Jets culture. All right, next Sunday we'll go to the Giants game. Show the whole Giants culture. All right, where you want to go now? You want to be a Bears fan? All right, I guess we got to fly to Chicago, and I got to convince you that you don't want to be down with them. Like, I think that'd be cool. Keep McPherson on the fan. I got a little bit of time left. Let's break, and we'll get right back to it. I'm never going to fail. I met Bernie and Mo. I'm never going to fail. I messed that up, but I could bring it back. Microphone check. One, two, one, two, one, two. Check, check. Hey, I said, Granny prayed for me. I'm never going to hell. I met Bernie and Mo. I'm never going to fail. This was God's plan. I'm never going to hell. If you ask me how it was going, man, it's going damn well. Keep McPherson on the fan, yeah. Keep McPherson on the fan, yeah. 
Keep McPherson on the fan. It's another KM to the AM. It's a W, fam. It's a W, fam. This was fun, man. Thank you guys for letting me uh, have a you know good Friday. I had a good day, and I carried that energy over to the radio. I've got a couple calls to take, and then I'm out. And then I hope you guys have a good weekend, and you tell a friend to tell a friend who the best host on the fan is and how much you enjoy my show. And there's this young guy that brings all these different stories and takes and different sports knowledge and even some musical, I don't know what you call it, musical talent, bars, raps. In another lifetime, I, I was an MC. In another lifetime, I was a rapper, man. I wanted to get on uh, Funk Flex, Sway, but this works. This works. Mama, I made it. We're rapping in New York City on the radio. Somebody turned the dial and they're like, wait, is this? WFAN. <laughs> this guy won't stop rhyming. Last time I did that, right? Next thing you know, Craig comes in. He's got this whole rap. Then everybody's got to rap. I'm like, no, nah, I don't I don't want it to turn into all the hosts trying to rap. It's no, it's no contest. It's not close. Y'all not like me. Don't even, nope. Nope, just stick to hating on all the teams and your hot takes and trying to get people to call. <laughs> Sam is in Queens. What's up, Sam? You're on the fan. KM, what's going on, man? Love the show, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate you calling. Listen, man, real quick, two points. Uh, the first thing about Twitch, man. Everything, every time I think about Twitch and, you know, all, all the things that you can do, and you, you're absolutely right about it, but it kind of brings me back to college and all the things they can be doing for the young guys out there, you know, not only giving their minds towards the game and like the Twitch players do, but kind of their, their bodies too, right? College could be doing more to support the players because they are making money hand over fist. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the kind of profits that they're gaining off of these players. Oh, yeah. It's changing. But it's all evolving. NIL's only been around, what, three years now? It's it's changing a ton. And, I mean, uh, they're still trying to regulate it and figure it out. There's lawsuits and it's all different. It's a, it's a wild, wild west, honestly. It's, it's going to change. It's gonna, by the time... Uh, you know, 2025, 2030 comes around, it's going to be different. But, yeah, finally, at least there is an option for these kids that are famous and making money for the school to get a cut of that. I, it's, it's good to hear, man. Like, And I know it's far-fetched as this may sound, but just like kind of like if it comes down to it, have them unionize, have them do something, man. More, more power to the players because at, at, the, at the end of the day, the owners and all the, you know, all the GMs and upwards, they're going to have every, they're not going to feel any sort of losses in the long run. It's, it's, it's all about the players, man. Yeah. That's and get the, and get the money like. you can get while you can get it. Some of these players are getting money in college and they're not going to go pro and get any bread. Thanks for the call, Sam. Last call of the night goes to Rob in St. James, New York. What's up, Keith? How are you, man? I'm great. Had a good time. Uh, Five-hour marathon. They they told me it was a marathon when I first started, and I'm like, nah, we're going to sprint through these. <laughs> well, I don't want to hold you up too much because I know it's the end of the show. I've yeah, you can't. Uh, called you a bunch of times about the Yankees. I am so tired of talking about them. <laughs> I'll call you back next year about them. I was actually trying to see, how did you become a Cowboys fan? You know, in all honesty. The reason I ask on is I'm own. a New Yorker. Yeah, on my I'm own. I'm a New Yorker like you, uh, and I'm an Eagle fan. So I'm not going to bust your chops. I'm just saying, you know. 1993. Everybody looked at me. Uh, January yep. 31st, 1993, they beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl 52-17. to 17. Um, 
They beat them again in 94, 30-13. I was five and six years old. Then in 1996, they beat the Steelers 27-17. to I was eight years old. So, you know, you're a young, impressionable kid. Impressionable age, yeah. And they're all over TV and commercials. And shout out to my mom. I told my mom, I like this is a team I like. Like, she became a Cowboys yeah. fan because of me. My sister, too. All right, that's what we're rolling with. It was cool in the early 90s. It ain't been so cool since. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like being a Yankee fan was really cool when I was in elementary school dressing up as Bernie Williams. Was really cool watching Jeets. And then once Jeets left, yeah, I don't know, man. We're going to 15 years, like. I can't believe the you know the Yankees and the Cowboys are like I'm a grown man and they're both in these droughts. The Yankees half as long as the Cowboys, but it, they seem like they're on their way and they don't mind it. But guess what? They're the most expensive, the most of the, the the highest worth. I can't even think of the word because the back music's killing me. They're the, they're the highest valuated franchises. They're worth billions. All right, I'm out. I'm not even sure who's next. It's not C Mac. Oh, yeah, Hoff is the next on Fridays. Get him, Hoff. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.